Welcome everybody to the Iron Mind Aaron podcast episode two, Drawing the Line, brought to you by Dom Z Productions. He's the one taking care of the audio, visual, everything you see here is done by him. So I want to like uh, preface this and say that this episode and every episode that comes after really is about, you know, mental health and getting happy and really getting takeaways from what I'm saying. So if you find one takeaway and you find it valuable, I encourage you to share the Facebook Lives, to share the podcast, the links, and anything else that I put up from here on out. So that being said, let's get into it. So we look at drawing the line. And what I get, I get a visual of, I know it's like the old, um, you know, like the schoolyard fight or sand on the beach where somebody actually draws a line in the sand. And that's a do not cross. So essentially that's setting up a boundary. So these boundaries are essential for, you know, keep distance, keep safe distance and really to protect ourselves. Um, And we look at this across the board. And really the first area that I think about this where it comes to mind is relationships. And honestly, I want to start off with this anyway because it's the juiciest area. So I want to set the hook. So really there's going to be two different sides of this. And I encourage everyone to comment you know, this is a live Facebook Live, and then we're turning this into a podcast. So anything you said is going to spur this discussion and spur the podcast on. So we look at relationships, boundaries. Where are they important? They're important across the board. And really, we look at um, relationships with friends. Do you have piece of shit friends? Realistically, most of us do. And once we have them, we have to really separate ourselves and maintain that distance. So that's a healthy boundary. Like, does someone cross you? Does somebody do something that, you know, upsets you, say something that upsets you, or, you know, anything across the board? And what do you do? Do you have to retaliate? No, you can literally just back off, create some space. And from there, you could see how things play out. Is this person going to change? Most likely not, because people get stuck in behavior patterns. Or, you know, are they going to continue down the same path? And once they do, like that, you could terminate the friendship or just, just move away. You could still love somebody from a distance. And we look at really the, you know, one of the ones that's often not discussed or undiscussed is family relationships. So I know so many people, especially around the holidays, that get put into situations where they can't draw a line. And realistically, you know, they, they can be, you know, they can stand up for themselves, you know, they can uh, advocate, but people choose not to because it's a role between a parent and child, maybe an older sibling, you know, aunts and uncles, whatever. But we look at this and we look at these roles that we grow up with. And, you know, honestly, it's like uh, all this stuff that we adopt and it, you know, it's ingrained in the way we operate and the way we function, especially with our parents. Like, well, I can't say no to my parents. I can't say no to my older brother. Can't say no to my older sister, whatever, cousins, etc. But at the end of the day, once you're old enough to identify a pattern that makes you feel unhappy or creates a disconnect, then you should be able to have the balls. And th- this is the tough part, really. It's, it's, it's kind of stepping up. And I think you need to do it once. Once you're able to do it once, you can, you have that confidence and you're not being a dickhead about this, but you're actually speaking from the heart and speaking for your feelings and talking to your parents, to your family members 
and explaining situations that you don't want to deal with. So I look at families around Christmas, around Thanksgiving, and I look at all this across the board. And like, typically for me, this is coming from the heart, it's stressful, right? You know, you have people you have to deal with that you haven't seen in a while. Um, it's uncomfortable at points. You know, typically there's a lot of drinking, at least, you know, where I grew up, it's like, you, you know, you're handed a drink and you roll into things and then that's how the holiday rolls. So we look at that and you have to establish this boundary. So you don't have to be a dickhead again and understand that this podcast is unedited, unrestricted, and you get the full version of me. So we look at this and you have to come into this, you know, one strong and maintain your boundaries. If you have a significant other, they should have your back. And you should, if you can reach out and pull people in, not in creating a shift in a dynamic where it's like a drama dynamic, really, but you can roll into this and really advocate for yourself, have a good conversation and, and leave it out there. And honestly, this should be done beforehand and before any holiday really comes, comes, to, you know, comes close. So we look at one of the things right here is we look at a relationship where a mother-in-law doesn't approve you or accept you. So we look at this relationship. If somebody's being rude to you, then realistically, you have to protect your feelings. Feelings and your happiness should be paramount. And at the end of the day, if you can't protect that, you're going to have this uneasy and unsettled feeling in your heart. It's true. So I feel like a victim if... I feel like somebody's walked over me or I've let myself or put myself in that position. So we look at this and we look at the situation, um, a specific situation that's popped in on the Facebook Live with, you know, a mother-in-law that doesn't necessarily appreciate you, maybe doesn't get you, potentially is threatened because you're taking away their son um, or daughter. Uh, and we look at this. So what do you have to do? Be you always and then roll into it and have, maybe have a conversation. There's time you could spend beforehand you know, and it's really putting work in or understanding that you've done your best, not your problem, and you roll into that hallway or holiday and you do your thing. You know, be there for the family, be nice, be, be respectful, and understand that's a short time out of the year, these concentrated situations for the holidays. So it's a potential way you could look at that. And we look at the real big thing that I like to focus on and I've had the most, uh, I guess, lessons with are relationships. So relationships, what do you put up with? And it's tough to deal with because I think we can talk ourselves into or out of situations based on what we assume our partner or significant other is going to do, right? So, you know, somebody could say this and turn around and do something else. And really, you have two separate parts of the equation. I have what I think and what I feel, and I, they have what they think and they feel. Do they intersect? Well, in a perfect relationship, in a perfect situation, they do, and there's clear communication. When things get fucked up and when things go turn toxic, you have uh, meetings periodically, and you kind of like touch base. You might be able to do things together and kind of like suck it up. And honestly, it seems like it's for social situations, right? Going out, you might have date night, you might suck it up and go out together, you're fucking miserable. And then at the end of the day, we really look at like, you know, what you're going to put up with and what you're going to tolerate that comes from a base level of self-esteem and really maintaining that. So, and I think a lot of times in relationships, we can lose that. And once we lose that, 
it's hard to get the traction back to actually say and do what you want because you feel selfish or the other person is putting you down or there's, you know, all these things across the board. So when we look at this, the relationships, where do you draw the line? You really have to go into a relationship if it's new and have those boundaries clear cut. So the beauty of this is that there are millions of single people that are millions and probably fucking billions of single people that are happy and happy to be by themselves. And this is a, a skill set that's cultivated by loving yourself and doing the things you enjoy. Then when you're seeking out potential, I hate to call it mates, but really that's at the end of the day, this is what it becomes. When you're doing this, you have the ability to be picky, to be choosy, and to be selfish. And actually, it's none of those are really needed because it comes back to what you legitimately feel. So if there's a disconnect at the beginning, you know, courting, relationship, whatever, then you should really identify that and go, you know what? Guess what? Uh, it's cool. Nice to meet you. Later. If you've been with somebody for a long time, then you might want to dis- like consider pulling back and evaluating your feelings and how they react to your feelings. If there's zero reaction, they don't give a shit, well, guess what? It's time to pack up, time to move the fuck on. And this is easier said than done, but being able to hear this and you know, kind of take it in and react on that is something that's powerful. So to take action on anything that I say tonight, you know, anything that resonates, really it's, it's repetitive exposure to it. So that means you have to watch the podcast and the Facebook lives over and over again. And that's going to be your prescription for this. Jokingly, I say that, but you know, at the end of the day, you need to be exposed to this over and over again. So you need to have a tight, tight knit group of people around you and kind of pushing that. Or you need to have the discipline and resiliency to understand your feelings and maintain them essentially draw the line. So another thing we look at is the, the kind of the dry area. Now I'm a fitness guy, strength and conditioning coach, own a gym. And what I see across the board when we look at our body and our fitness and our health and well-being on that area of like, like the board is that people fail to draw the line or they do draw the line. It's like cut and dry. It's like black and, and white and there's no gray area. So Sometimes we, we look at drawing the line and the concept can be kind of skewed in the fact that you could actually be walking the line. Now, sometimes that's dangerous. Like in relationships, I think walking the line typically leads to heartbreak and, you know, it doesn't lead to success. It's, it's a failure at the end of the day. With our body, I think we create balance. So we look at nutrition and diet, right? And some people are like all or none. I'm either working out and eating really well or I'm eating like shit. And at the end of the day, I'm not training. Like, oh, I'll do that later. I'll put that off. We have the New Year's resolution crowd. So this crowd typically is the flash in the pan crowd. They, you know, they're, they're, they come in real hot and heavy and then they disappear just the same. The people go into this, they go into nutrition training and this, you know, with a balanced mindset are the most successful. And then really we look at other areas when it comes to fitness and, and diet and nutrition, um, specifically when it comes to training, we look at people and their ability to um, listen to their bodies. So if, this is free advice, obviously, if I were to tell somebody, if you listen to your body, like if you eat something and you feel like shit afterward, should you eat it again? Well, the answer would be no. But guess what people do? They'll go right back out. You know what I mean? It's fast food. 
you know, sugary drinks, sugar in general, sweets. Now, none of them are the demon bastard child of the nutrition, you know, like uh, spectrum. But if you're, that's all you're consuming, then you're fucked, plain and simple. But when we look at this in a, a bigger spectrum, we look at this from, we take a step back, then if you balance things out, you're more successful. Same thing with training. If you go all in, you know, if you're hitting, you know, six, seven workouts a week, you can really sustain that for what? How many weeks? I don't know, fucking four weeks. And then next thing you know, you get these nagging injuries, you're fatigued, you get sick. And I'm preaching from the choir here because I've, I've had rhabdo and I put myself in the hospital twice because I haven't listened to my body. And using that to kind of set things up and where this podcast is coming from is that everything I talk about is from experience. You know, life has, has dealt me some pretty interesting lessons and I want to make sure I'm throwing those back out there for everybody to receive. And, you know, we look at, talked about relationships. We talked about our body, our health. The next thing I want to look at is where we're at um, money-wise and our businesses. Now, business for me is going to be different from business for you. I walked away from a teaching career, did that for 16 years, taught special education, and I taught exercise science, and I was fucking miserable. Why? Because I didn't see a return on what I was doing. Um, at some point, there was a gap created where I wasn't working with students, and I was just had to hit these benchmarks. Cool, right? I wasn't getting compensated for it. There was no growth. I wasn't seeing return on what the kids were doing. It was a shit show. So I went into and jumped into the business I have is my gym and my online training and everything in between. So for me, that created happiness on identifying and clearly identifying what I want to do for myself. That makes me happy. Like when I get up in the morning, I get up, I'm happy. Like, you know, shit doesn't suck to put it, to put it bluntly. So I was in the grind prior to this. And I was making myself go to work unhappy and do something that I hated. I didn't hate education. I love that. And I didn't hate working with students. I didn't hate working with my coworkers. But I hated the fact that I was stuck. And this career that I had wasn't congruent with my dreams and my goals. And I think this is something that we often overlook and at the end of the day, people don't give themselves the credit to go after. You should always be chasing your dreams. You should always be going after your happiness. And I talked about it with body and I talked about it with relationships. But really, when we, at the end of the day, it's money, right? Money creates freedom. And people look at money with negative relationships, right? They're like, oh, well, money is the root of all evil, da, 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 da. It's not. It creates freedom. In your relationship with money, how you save it, how you spend it, and how you use it on a day-to-day -day basis is a reflection of really your mental health and your happiness. So a good reflection of this is your bank account, your savings, and really your expenditure. So some people are like so knee-deep, elbow-deep in living a lifestyle or we look at social media. So right now I'm being put out on social media as well as being recorded for a podcast. So you could create the illusion of having all this put together, you know, by what you post, right? People don't post fucking bullshit. They don't post unhappy things. They don't post ugly pics. They post highlight reels of their life. And essentially we try to do this with our, our bank accounts or the lifestyle we're living. You don't see posts on the couch or watching TV or Netflix or playing video games. You see posts on vacations. You see posts 
you know, getting that coffee, the Starbucks, you see co- posts out to dinner, date night, you know, lobster, wine, you see shots at the bar, all the shit. At the end of the day, that's not a reality. That's not a snapshot of what their lives really are. It's a fictitious snapshot, right? This is what they want to live, but they're living typically under here. So the gap and where you draw the line with that is like, if I'm living beyond my means, if I don't have money in the bank account, if I'm not paying my bills, if I'm in fucking debt, then I need to look at where I'm coming from and kind of cut ties or, or draw or create a budget, really. Like that's what it is. And it's honestly, you could essentially look at this as budgeting across the board, whether it's in a bank account or if I'm looking at energy I'm expending in relationships, I need to budget that. If I don't get a return on my investment, whether it's in business or like where my money's at, or in a relationship with somebody, whether it's, uh, and this is hard to say, where it's a family member, if it's your mother, you know, your father, your, your cousins, your brothers, your, your sisters, whatever, or if it's a roommate, or if it's a friend, or if it's a significant other, then I need to p- pull back and reevaluate. And that's not, again, this isn't, selfish. Really, I, if this concept comes up and it's been out here for a while that it's like, if you do anything for yourself, you're a dickhead, you're an asshole, you conceited, whatever. You're protecting yourself, you're protecting your heart, and you're protecting your mind. These are three things that you have to take care of because nobody else will. Nobody else gives a shit how you feel. And that's sad. Um, and it, it's sometimes it's, it's hard to relate. It's hard to be empathetic. You know, we can only do so much. But, you know, this is something, it's, it's a reality. And if you don't treat it as a reality, then nothing is resolved. And where all this goes, right, this all comes back to maintaining your level of happiness. So I look at what makes me happy, and this goes back to a young Aaron Newman, little guy, probably actually down here, if you could see it. And this was something where I, one, wanted to be a superhero just because superheroes are badass. Two, I pictured myself in front of people acting or doing something that was positive. And I looked at my career choices. So I worked in restaurants most of my life, uh, going through college and shortly after. I was teaching, teaching for 16 years, and then I got into training. And I was reluctant to train because I didn't feel myself worthy. I'm like, well, this is something I do really well. I enjoy it. I'm in good shape. Man, why can't I pass this on? And I got nervous about that. I got nervous about going into business for myself. I got nervous about doing anything to push forward. Within this last year, I finally had all these wake-up calls. And this is because I pulled myself up and crawled out of the deepest, darkest pit that I have ever been through in my life. And I've been through some shit. And this is where the podcast typically is going to come from. And I was able to identify, it was almost like a, a Phoenix Reborn in a sense, kind of identify where I was at and understand that I wasn't happy. I wasn't happy with my job. I wasn't happy in my relationship. And I wasn't happy with so many different aspects in my life. And that isn't me projecting on, you know, a a former girlfriend, ex-wife. It's not me projecting on a former employer. That is me identifying that I didn't take action in my own life to create the outcomes that I wanted. At the end of the day, we have to put the blame on ourselves. If you're not happy, it's you. I don't give a shit who you're with. If you're putting up with a relationship that somebody's not meeting your needs, or potentially on the other side of it, if they're abusive, it's the abuse isn't your fault. But dealing with it and dealing with it and dealing with it and dealing with it and not changing and not walking away is 
on you. And it sounds kind of fucking tough, but at the end of the day, like if I stayed in that job and I was miserable, who's that on? It's not on my, my employer. It's not on anybody else. It's on me. So we have the ability. We have free will. We are gifted that. We, it's protected. You know, we look at this across the board and we, we rarely do we execute on it. Can you walk away? Yeah. I could quit and say, fuck you right here. I'm done. And guess what? Be happy for it and go find another job. You know, if I walk away from my gym tomorrow, you know, guess what? I'm sure I'll find something else. If I walk away, there's something else that's pulling me that way. So don't ever disguise or try to muffle your feelings or your true intents. We try to do this. Self-sabotage pops up all the time with us. This is something that I've done throughout my whole life. So when I get this, you know, I wanted to get a gym and then I talked myself out of it. I don't know, for fucking probably three years. I wanted to do things like this podcasting and I wanted to set up an Instagram and I wanted to motivate people and I wanted to talk and speak and share my story. Guess what? I talked myself out of it or I would try to sabotage myself. I want an amazing relationship. Well, amazing relationship has to be somebody that is really partnered and cohesive with you. If you don't have that, you can't make it work if two people aren't, aren't doing the same thing. So I couldn't have that, but I tried to force it. And you look at all these things across the board, right? It really comes down to what we want and really staying clear on chasing that. So what I look at all this, and if I look at takeaways, the one thing I see and the one thing I want to leave you guys with is where do you draw the line? And where is one area in your life, whether it's relationships, whether it's finances, whether it's your, you know, your body, your fitness, your nutrition, or just your general happiness, where do you draw the line? Where will you maintain and hold the line? And where will you push on and, and disconnect? Because another thing is you can hold that line and walk the fuck away. So I leave you on that. I appreciate you guys tuning in to Iron Mind Aaron episode two. I'm out. <laughs>